Welcome, welcome, welcome to all our listeners to Seal Spotlight, the Swim Teacher Podcast. Today is episode six of the Swim Teacher Podcast, and today we have a very special guest, Ellie. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. As always, my name is James, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Emily. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So let's hop right into our warm-up question of today, which is, Ellie, what animal do you think best embodies you? This question is to get us a little bit uh, ready for the rest of the interrogation to happen. Thoughts going. Yeah. (laughs) I think the animal that best embodies me would probably be a mud skipper because you know how they are fish, but they live on land, but they have to go back to the water. And somehow I just have to always be in the pool, you know? You know, (laughs) I was about to ask what a mud skipper is, but now what is a mud skipper? Yeah. A fish. It's a fish. Of course it is. Wow. Of course it is. What about you guys? I would have to say an otter. I think Mm. otters are fantastic. Um, They like wiggle around and swim around. They're constantly having, you know, they're chilling out. They're having a good time. Um, even if I'm not completely like that, I like to imagine myself as I embody an otter. Um, that's what I like to say. So I'm just going to go for it. Um, all right, James, what about you? I, I have to think. I have to think. Um, hmm. I would my say. Favorite, my favorite animals yeah. are horses and owls. However, right. I don't think they embody me. I just think right. they're very cool. Mm-hmm. I were to go really in depth. Um, I've been called a dog more than once. I was so just I think, about to say that. I was like, I think, I think it's of the some best type one. of breed of dog. Multiple people have said that. Yeah. And I think um, just like a can-do attitude. And, <laughs> yep. You know, being up, being ready, or trying to to be there as much as you can. Yeah. Um, really embodies me as a dog. Some type of hyper dog too. Yeah, just always wants to go out and run, and yeah. I've been called a a, a cocker spaniel. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and a golden retriever. Those yeah. are the two I've gotten more than once. You haven't been called a little like yippee chihuahua or anything. That's what the cocker spaniel is. They're like oh. <laughs> always ready. Oh, mm. well, there you go. That's a good answer. Moving forward. We're going to go right into our swimming questions. Emily will start us off. Ellie, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Betcha. Okay. So we want to know how you first got involved with SEAL and or Simon. And we also want us, uh, we want you to tell us a little bit more about your swimming experience. Okay. So the amazing host here, Emily, Whoa. actually got <laughs> me involved in SEAL because yeah. I had, so I came from the state and I came up to Toronto for university so I was living in the Chicago suburbs area and I was I've been teaching swim lessons down there since I was about 14 or 15 Mm -hmm. so I've had lots and lots of swim teaching experience and then I came up here and Emily's like hey look at this great place to teach swim lessons at and I'm like sure let's do it there you go Um, now I'm here with you guys. <laughs> Very good. And now you're here with us on this podcast. You exactly. found the water wherever you went. That, yep. Exactly. Just like the mud skipper. <laughs> exactly. Just like the mud skipper. Yes. 
It's a circle. Why do you choose, why did you choose to become a swim teacher? Well, originally, so I took swim lessons when I was like a little kid, right? And I had a lot of really, really great teachers who pushed me to ultimately end up doing a lot of like club and competitive swimming that I did in the States. And they just really ingrained in me how fun the sport could be Mm -hmm. and how much you could get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just like the exercise or like the competition. Right? It's like the team you build and like the people you're around. And it was just right. a really, really nice environment. And because like I had teachers and coaches who were that, that nice to me and all, I just kind of thought that I have to pay that forward to the next generation of swimmers and try and help others have fun in the sport as well. I love that. I love that as well. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Finding the the best parts about the sport, not even that. Yeah. That was beautiful. That was yeah. really well put. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And so that being said, uh, what do you think makes for a great swim teacher? Um, yeah. What, what kind of skills or attitudes did those people create that you think embodies the, like, a really good teacher? I think they, they were never afraid to to push their kids. Mm-hmm. So I think the greatest teachers, they know what their students can do, even if, even if the students don't know it themselves. Right. And, but they do it in a way that's not like just yelling at them and like pressuring them into doing things, but just making them realize that they are capable of doing more than they think they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important in, in sports and swimming, like something that is more individually based and if you yourself don't believe you can do it it's not going to get done right so when you have a teacher or mentor who's able to show you that you can do things you don't think you can it it just makes everything so much better right installing that confidence trying to not only believe in them but trying to get them to believe in themselves yes yeah yeah that starts at a very young age too you know oh yeah you know what I think that is um, if I may add, that really goes with things, just the very, very basic things that you start off with in the low levels. Mm-hmm. Floats. Mm-hmm. When you're first, when a kid is first learning how to float on their back, they have to have the confidence to just lay there because if they're relaxed, they're calm, their muscles are loose, and they have full confidence that they won't fall, they will not fall. They'll lay flat on the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. But once, yeah, exactly. if you let go, and then they think they're going to fall, they tense up, they'll sink down. They'll sink down, yeah. And teaching that confidence so they can float is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was really well put. Yeah, and then off of that, like having a relationship with your instructor where they trust you in the beginning because water is scary. In the beginning, yeah. if, if you if the kid doesn't, doesn't actually trust the instructor to hold them up and build that confidence, you're right. never going to get to a point where they, mm-hmm. where they can do that themselves either. Yeah, I feel like the installing trust between a swimmer and the teacher is like of the utmost importance uh, when initially meeting any type of new student whether they're nervous whether they're young whether they're older and adult when you have that trust then you're able to build up the confidence so I 100% agree now what is your earliest memory of swimming ever ever memory so The one that pops into my head right away. <laughs> um, I th- this goes against the trust that we just talked about. Oh, okay. <laughs> but okay. I was I was swimming with my dad and my brother, 
at the YMCA. Okay. And my brother's younger than me and he was like a little child. Then he just started throwing up in the pool just oh, randomly. No. <laughs> and then my dad was there trying to shovel all of his throw up into a pile, but it's water, so it didn't work. And then I was really, really sad because I had to leave the pool. And then <laughs> and then the pool was shut down afterwards. So they had to cancel the lessons afterwards and I just remember walking away from the pool being really sad and upset with my brother. Right. Fair How point. old do you think Fair. you were? I, I think my brother is probably maybe three. So then I had to be about five or six. Oh, man. Well, you know, I don't think anyone can argue that that isn't a uh, very memorable memory. So, yeah. yeah, that would stick with you, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember anything prior to that, but I was in lessons at the time. So... <laughs> I have no memory of any of those. Right. You just have the memory of your brother, your poor brother fouling the pool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um so totally switching gears. Um what do you think is the most interesting place you've ever swam in your life? Excited. And that doesn't include my brother's throw up then. Correct. So <laughs> I think I haven't gone to that many cool It could be like, cool bodies cool of water. Too. Yeah, yeah, like, because, like, the lakes are pretty cool. I mm-hmm. swim in Lake Ontario and Lake Michigan now. Okay. So you trying to hit all five? Cool. Oh, obviously. I yeah. got to collect all the great lakes. Right. Only the freshwater lakes, though. I don't right. need to swim in the ocean. Right. No ocean. Ooh. No ocean. I have, I have three out of five. Three or four. Three out of five. Yeah. Man. Which ones are you missing? Erie and Michigan. You haven't swam in Lake Michigan? Mm-mm. No, looks it's like a lot you guys, warmer, actually. you guys got to go to Lake Erie together then. Yeah, and... no, collectively we have everything but Lake Erie then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. But I guess a cool pool that I swam in is, so there's one in Indiana. It's the IU, Illinois, no, University of Indiana something, IUPUI. And they have a bunch of the really big meets there and they have the giant high diving boards and the mm-hmm. platforms. Oh, those are so And cool. there's just the whole entire stadium is filled with seats and it's like the double 50 meter pool. And it's, that's a pretty cool pool to swim in. It's really, really fast. You can yeah. just feel, you feel the water and it's not suffocating like some right. other pools are. I think that's interesting because I know other swimmers have said like, oh, that's a fast pool. Like I want to, I, I want to know like what that means when people are like, oh yeah, that's a fast pull. Oh yeah. That's a fast pull. Because I know it's a saying like when, yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's a really fast pull, but I don't, I don't understand how it's faster than other ones. I think it's well, maybe it's like, just the environment. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like the water itself too. Cause I, I, I also remember there was this pool I swam in Wisconsin. I don't remember what it was, but that it just feels fresh and mm-hmm. it feels, it feels sharp. I, if right. that makes any sense yeah, compared kind to of. yeah like like a hot tub feels like a blanket and it feels right. sluggy like you're swimming through jello yeah and yeah. it's just different I think yeah I think that's why like going along with this I think that's why I have become numb to cold water yeah because I've learned to love cold water I like cold showers I like cold pools. Oh, man, James. They're more refreshing. I mean, okay, I'll take hot showers most of the time. But yeah. a good cold shower <laughs> when you're in the mood, it's impeccable. And um, so, like, I love the feeling you're at a big 
big, big pool and you hit the water for the first time and it's just, it's cold and you right. go, you sprint as fast as you can. The adrenaline you. rush as soon as the water hits you. Of yeah. course, it's incredible. Yeah. So then now when I'm teaching and then someone will say, oh, the pool's cold. I'll be like, no, it's not that bad. No, I'll, I'll take bad. your word for it. But I don't think, no. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, to move forward again, what is your favorite skill or stroke to teach or to swim? Your favorite drill to swim, favorite stroke to swim, or to teach? Well, okay, so I'm a backstroker. You know, and there I we like go. Swim Many backstrokers on the show. Yep, there we really? go. Oh, yeah. Yes. Armando. And, yeah. Ellie. I, Emily. Yeah, all I do is yep. backstroke. That all my all the big meets I went to was always for my backstroke events and all the relays. But I don't like teaching backstroke, funny enough, because hmm. it just comes so naturally to me that it's really hard for me to pick it apart right. to actually teach someone. I really like teaching flip turns and dives because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just it's so fun when the kids actually get it. And mm. then they're like, oh, my gosh, I saw I saw people on TV doing that. And now I can do it. Right. And it's fun to pick it apart, too, because there's so many mechanical movements and like every little thing just mm-hmm. makes yeah. you that much faster. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like fun. flip turns are especially that because kids feel so cool and accomplished yeah. once they get it. Just oh, like yeah. anyone feels so cool and accomplished, even adults, when they finally learn how to like do a flip, they're like, I saw Olympians do that. Like, yeah. I can do that too. It's like, yeah, there you go. Mm. And diving. Diving is so much fun to teach. Diving One is of my fun. favorites. Um, oh, yeah. I have a whole little script I say to the same thing. Oh, yeah, no, me new too. Divers. New divers. <laughs> yeah, that's no, great. I wish I could teach more backstroke dives because those ones were the ones I was best at. Right. But the gutters and the walls are too slippery at the pools we teach at. Right. So it's, yeah, it's not made for the the no, super fancy backstroke starts. No. No, no. I need the, uh, the clips at all. Right. Um, so, what do you think your favorite part of swim practice or swim lessons growing up was? And what is your favorite part of the lessons to teach now? Like you already said, kind of dives and flip turns. So, what do you think were your favorite parts when you were learning? Um, when I was learning, I was not good at paying attention when I was little. So I'd like to just goof off with my friends and have a good time. Yeah. And then whenever I would, because swimming is a lot of work, especially when you're doing it like at like a higher level. Mm-hmm. And whenever I would get frustrated with that, I would always come back to like the people I was around. So like my fate, my, like my, my memories from the sport and all, they're more just socializing with my friends or like at a meet we're all exhausted and or just meeting my friends not even after a good race like after a bad race and just crying in the cool yeah like things like that I just I remember and like off of that like I love talking to the kids during lessons Mm -hmm. when when they're when they're when they're tired and exhausted because I made them do something hard right and then I'm sitting at the wall hearing about their Minecraft world <laughs> or about their track meet they had over the week, just, or they went to the science center and they're excited to tell me something about that. Right. That's, that's my favorite part of the lessons. And mm-hmm. I need to not talk to them as much because we need to do more swimming. <laughs> right. But I think that, that the fact that they're comfortable enough to talk to you about like their outside, you know, life outside of swimming too, while they're in the pool, they associate 
than swimming and you with other good things in their lives. And that Mm -hmm. just builds the comfortable relationship even further. And the fact that you said the most important thing is trust. And then now you're saying that you just um, really enjoy the talking bits just shows how good of a, of an instructor you are. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that you, uh, you want them to, to like the, you want them to have a good time. You want Mm -hmm. them to enjoy themselves. It's, that's a really nice thing, you know, and to round off, to round off our swimming questions, are you working to any specific swim goals, distance or time or any teaching goals? Hmm. Well, I, I don't swim competitively anymore. So there's not any like times I'm trying to hit. Also, fun fact, the states do all the distances in yards. So coming ah. to Canada when everything's in meters, right. I have no concept of what any of my times are anymore. Right. They're all in different units. Right. So can't really speak to any times or anything, but this could also I am, be water sports too. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, yeah, I'm now playing some water polo. So I've got to, I've got to get my treading up. Um, I'm trying to get back to doing some laps because I think my cardio has significantly decreased recently (laughs) and I need to be able to tread and beat up a bunch of people for multiple, (laughs) multiple minutes. (laughs) Right. During water polo. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've always really wanted to try water polo. I I think that's incredible. I think I should. When I was. Yeah. Just come afterwards. Like what? Um, me and Emily and Armando were all just passing a ball around. Yeah. We had. Yeah. It was a good Where? time. Um, in the pool. Yeah. TFO. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome, Ellie. Thank you for answering all of our swimming questions. But now we're going to get into the hot quick fire round. Okay. Are you Ooh. ready? We're going to we're gonna ask Ellie questions again that she's never seen before. Um, and we're going to see if she can answer them. Are you ready? Okay. Fine. Are we ready? Okay gonna start off with our classic favorite food favorite food um i have watermelon in front of me right now so we're gonna say watermelon sounds good favorite artist music artist music or um Um, painting sculptures visual artists visual artists um or a musical artist creator of art right creator of art um my this is gonna sound so lame but um Stefan Dorr is the principal French hornist at the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. Perfect. And he's pretty cool. Enjoying mm-hmm. him a lot recently. Sounds good. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, culture in here. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs, yep. Easy. No. <laughs> early bird or night owl? Um, definitely more early. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think your favorite spot in Toronto is right now? Ooh, My favorite spot in Toronto? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. I, okay, so I try to make it down to the lake at least once a week because it's summer and we right. gotta go to the lake. Right. So I, I really am enjoying Woodbine Beach. That's a great mm-hmm. one. It's nice and long. There's so many different places to go on it. Um. Yeah, I really like the beach. Woodbine Beach, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever play beach volleyball there? I don't have enough friends to do that. So if y'all want to come, <laughs> yeah. play beach volleyball. Well, I'll sometime. play beach volleyball. Yeah. Favorite sound? 
favorite sound are we going mm-hmm. with the seal yeah favorite sound is of a seal barking a seal a seal barking ar- ar- that's ar- fitting ar- yeah. I love it. Ar- that's perfect <laughs> that's a good sound yeah okay ellie this is a big one. Oh. On- ontario or illinois oh why do you yeah, you I was about to me? ask Canada no. or USA, but I decided to narrow it down to just Ontario and just Illinois. Or Toronto or Chicago. See, I'm not technically from, like, Chicago, the city, though. I'm from the right. suburbs. That's why mm-hmm. I so, went province and state. Yeah. Province and state. Like, man, because I'm dual citizen, so I have both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so different, but I do... I am very much enjoying my time in Ontario and it's very great up here. Mm -hmm. It's a special place. It is. I've Mm -hmm. got some more years here too. It's like at least a few more. So I think, I think it's Ontario right now, huh? Okay. Don't tell, don't tell my friends down there. In in Illinois. (laughs) Yeah. No, we'll keep it a secret. Where will you? Where will you be in five years? Oh gosh! Why, why are you doing this? It's the hot, quick well, fire round. I'm sorry. Hot, quick fire round. Well, hopefully, looking at some fish. Um, I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe probably in school. Who we kidding? I'll probably be doing some sort of some sort of school work. Um. I ho- I'd hope that I would still be somewhere. I think it would be cool to still be in Toronto in five years. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Favorite season? Favorite season? Mm-hmm. Probably the fall. Absolutely. Very nice. You're like James. Absolutely. The leaves. Yeah. I love the fall. It's too hot right now. Hot and rainy. Mm. Last book you read? Last book I read? Okay, I'm in the middle of reading... This book is called The Upside of Down by, um, oh, I forgot the author, but it's basically about how to stay positive with the impending global climate change. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of it. I'll, I'll let you know if it's actually Let me know how it is how at I the end. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Yeah. Tea. Coffee. <laughs> oh, I'm a big okay. coffee person. I love mm. it's great. And uh ending it off with a easy one, the classic. What's the meaning of life to you? <laughs> what God, why do you guys do this? Um, what is the meaning of life? Um I don't know. You just you're on the earth. You yep. can do what you want with it. That's a good yep. Do what do whatever you want. No one can really control you. Just live your life the way you want to live it, basically. Yeah. I think that's what you're basically. trying to say. Yeah. For sure. We'll say that. Yeah. Very good. Beautiful. Well, Amazing way to round it off. Thank you, Ellie. Uh we really appreciate it. Um thanks for chatting with us always, James. It's a pleasure. Uh, We're going to be back with episode seven. We're going to be chatting with Robert. 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 So um, stay tuned for that. But until now, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, guys.